Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Dorking Out. My name is Sonia Mansfield, and joining me is my podcasting sister from another mister and the co-host of Dorking Out, Margot D. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. We are dorking out about 2000's What Lies Beneath, which just celebrated its 20th year. It's 20 years old, like this month. Mm-hmm. And I don't... There was a, like a little bit like somebody shared something on Twitter and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a movie that I liked at the time. So let's talk about it. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. He directed it on his like castaway break, like while Tom Hanks was like growing his grizzly gross beard and losing all that weight. Robert Zemeckis is like, nah, fuck it. I'll make another movie while I wait. And <laughs> it stars Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's written by Clark Gregg, who if you're. You're like, I don't know who that is, Sonia. You recognize his face. He's in like all the Marvel movies. He plays Agent uh, Coulson, I believe. Do mm-hmm. you know who that is? I, I did when I looked at it. And I was because I was shocked too. I was yeah. like, wait a second, he's an actor now. He wrote this. Yeah, he's it's not a... really known for writing things. That's he's oh, still not. <laughs> no, no, he wrote like three things, and this is the only one that I was like, yeah, that's a thing I recognize. The other ones, not so much. Did you see What Lies Beneath in the theater? Yes, I did. did. And did I like it? Yeah. I did. But my first big thing is if you see the trailer for this movie first, mm-hmm. they ruin every it's single such surprise. It's a bummer. It, what a it, bummer. They could take, you know, the t- and it's a long trailer. You could take out 30 seconds of it and still mm-hmm. be something I want to see. But to give away all of the the twists and turns is fucking ridiculous. Because I really you want it to be this is the kind of movie you want to be surprised by. Yes. So anyway, but that's but that's not the director's fault. That's not the writer's fault. Yeah. Or the actors. That's marketing. It's such a bummer, though. And yeah, I think so. This rewatch was interesting for me because. I, I liked it when I saw it in the theater the first time, but I remember having the complaint. Thanks, movie trailer. You fucking ruined this for me. Like, this mm-hmm. would have been a, a pleasant surprise for me if you hadn't ruined everything. But this time around, I hadn't seen the trailer since, you know, 20 years ago. And I I really haven't revisited this movie in the last 20 years. It's not like I'm like, oh, I own my, a copy of What Lies Beneath and I watch it all the time. Like... <laughs> So I hadn't seen it. So some of it I didn't remember 
that much. And so I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is happening. So I actually kind of liked it more this time mm-hmm. than last time because I didn't remember everything. But and yeah. oh, and we should warn people we are we're just like that movie trailer. We're going to spoil everything. So if you haven't seen what lies beneath, you should stop right now and watch it because it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. You don't even have to rent it. You could just watch it and then come back. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see you in two hours. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what did you think this time? Did you respond positively or negatively? I The parts of the movie that I like, and I like all the actors in there, I think everyone's doing a really good job. Um, I like the red herrings that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ultimately the ghost part could have been much better. There yeah. was some, there were some good jump scares and I actually yelled out loud a couple of times. Which I haven't <laughs> done in a while, which is fun. You know, and my cats go, Whoa, what's going on? Um, but we'll get to that, but especially the last third, I have my issues with how the denouement, mm-hmm. the, how the story ends, but I thought the buildup was pretty good. And I think Michelle Pfeiffer, I mean, we all just know how beautiful she yeah. is. Um, but I forget, like, she's, She's a really good actress. Like she doesn't yeah. overdo things, you know. After this was over, I told my husband, I think I might want to go down like a Michelle Pfeiffer rabbit hole and mm-hmm. start digging out some of her older movies and watching them because I really, really like Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of have a similar reaction to her that I have with Sandra Bullock in that. I don't want anything bad happening to Michelle Pfeiffer. I get very protective of her. <laughs> She's sweet. Do you follow her on Instagram? No. Should you I? You should follow her on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's a mom and she's like happily married. And uh, she's. Try- I think she's trying to launch a cosmetics company or something. Like, I would uh, use her shit because she oh, looks gorgeous. She looks amazing in every shot. Those cheekbones. Yeah. Oh, my God. The hair is always perfect. Mm-hmm. Like. She looks great, but she basically, she's a woman who she's 40 something and her daughter's going off to college. She's married to Harrison Ford. You find out he's the second husband. Her first husband died. She used to be a cellist. Is that a cello that she's playing? Yeah. And, but you get the idea that she moved with her husband and they say it's Vermont in the movie, but it's Lake Champlain, which I know really well. It's upstate New York. (laughs) And it's beautiful. I yeah. love Lake Champlain. I, that was one of my favorites it's we a, went to when I was a kid. It's a gorgeous home. Oh, it's... I would live the lake, there. I don't, give a, that. I don't give a fuck that it's haunted. I would totally still live oh, there. Oh, that, that would sell it for me. I mean, cool. <laughs> me and ghosties, let's do this. But she's noticing things like the house, like the, the as soon as the daughter leaves, she's... Uh, she, she meant, explain something. One thing I want to explain. Yeah. What's the accident that she's talking about? They talk that she had an accident? Yeah, they, that's part of the, there's some things in the movie that it takes them a while to explain. And Mm -hmm. you're like, what are they talking about? Because they're like, it's been a busy year. I moved into this house. I was in a car accident. And then they don't mention the car accident for like a really long time. And you're like, is this relevant? Am I supposed to be paying attention to this car accident? And then they bring it up later where she, uh, was upset after catching Harrison Ford um, cheating. Spoilers, mm-hmm. everybody. And 
she wraps her car around a tree. She's driving like 80. And he tells everyone that she tried to kill herself, but that's not what happened. She really just had a car accident. But then she doesn't remember that she caught him cheating on her because oh, the car okay. accident kind of... That's... There's... Here's the... I really do like the movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it way more this time, actually, because there's some things in it. it. There are like three things that are like nightmare scenarios for me that the movie has in it. So there were multiple times I like had the blankets up on my face, like covering <laughs> like my mouth where I was like, Oh no, that's like my nightmare. It's a nightmare. So in that way, it's an effective, um, thriller. Think, yeah. An effective thriller. I think some people might even call it like supernatural horror, which maybe it is, but I thought yeah. of it as a thriller. Um, yeah, so there's this whole thing about the accident, and she doesn't remember, but it's not made very explicit for, like, a long time. So it's just, like, kind of in the background, and then when it comes up again, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, the car accident. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a plot hole that they don't really use to its best effect. Yeah. And, I, I'd miss that. Yeah, there's that, and then there's also... As soon as the daughter leaves her college, she starts kind of getting like a weird vibe from the house. Like she's hearing noises. The doors are opening and closing on their own. You know, she's there's stuff like that. And I feel like there's a missed opportunity here because they could have they could have made it feel like, oh, maybe it's all in her head. It's like an empty nest syndrome or something. But they don't explore that at all. And it's very obvious from the beginning that it really is something that's happening it's not all in her head so it's like a little bit of a missed opportunity i think we, they could have even dialed up the tension there like maybe she's just crazy yeah that would have been better i think that would have made it i mean i still liked it i have to say i still i actually i like you i enjoyed it more than i thought i would um because, you know, we thought you would be really dated. I mean, like, the computers are dated. There's oh, stuff like for that. sure. The computers you know, are total. Playing solitaire on the computer, you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. But she, so there's a next door neighbor, and they're new, the Fuhrers. Yeah. And <laughs> that name. They, the name is just crazy, but they, they're acting sketchy and weird. And so she's rear-windowing it and, like, looking through mm. and trying to figure out what's going on with the wife. And then one day, she and the wife have a conversation through the fence, and she get the idea that she's scared of her husband. And then the middle of the night, Michelle Pfeiffer and, uh, and uh, Harrison Ford are going to have sex. And uh, right before that, they thought the couple had an argument and he, and she was convinced that he put her in the trunk and drove off with her. Uh, it turns out, no, yeah. she's alive. She's okay. And I actually like the payoff on that, which is that they had, they go to a party and the husband and wife are there and they see her and he pretends to strangle his wife. Yeah. I was like, like... <laughs> you thought I killed her. <laughs> Which I that made me laugh. As weird as it was, I, I appreciated that. It's dark humor, but I, I loved it. I actually thought it might be the way real people would try to handle that situation. Like absolutely, they live in a small like college town, I think, because um, mm-hmm. they they both Harrison Ford and that husband teach at that college or work at that college. So I think that you really would have to like make the best of an awkward situation. So I feel that that reaction is funny and I I feel like they would do I would do that 
Oh, I think it'd be <laughs> hilarious. You have to laugh about it. You can't, you know, you can't be pissed. It's a small town. Everyone has yeah. to deal with each other. But she's starting to, she has a best friend and that's Diana, um, damn it, yeah. Scarwood. She's the girl, she was from Mommy Dearest. Oh. And she says, because I'm not one of your fans. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that'll always be it for me Christina yeah yeah. Christina Crawford but anyway she's her best friend and she's divorced and you could tell like they they, she fits the slot of like the spunky best friend for sure who's single looking to mingle um is wise and fun that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and she tells her oh I think I'm going nuts because these things keep happening and her friend's like well you know I, I, you know, let me know if you hear anything, maybe that, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll help you out. And so they have a seance using a Ouija board. <laughs> that she bought it that she bought at Kmart. <laughs> yes. And she took a shoe and she put that in the bathroom mm-hmm. because you took her shoe. Like what? But they, they have a little seance kind of thing. And then poof, it kind of goes haywire. But Michelle Pfeiffer still, her husband now thinks she's nuts or mm-hmm. she needs some therapy. So she sees Joe Morton, who's just one of those character actors. Yeah, I'm every time happy he turns, when I see him. Yep, every time. He's always he rad. Turns, he classes up the joint. Mm-hmm. So that's her therapist, and she's talking, and the she's getting more and more of these visions. I, I actually super like the part where she and her husband go out to dinner with his friend mm-hmm. and his new girlfriend, Wendy Cruson, yep. who we knew from the Santa Claus. Yes. Who looks great in this movie. She with, does. She looks beautiful with the long hair and everything. Yeah. Um, but I kind of liked it because that was the bridge to like, who is Michelle Pfeiffer in the past? Mm-hmm. This person knows her, knew her then. I like that scene because it started to show me that Harrison Ford's character is a dick. <laughs> and here's why. There's there's a part where Wendy Crewson's character says, like, have you ever seen Michelle Pfeiffer play, like, the cello? She's, it's amazing. She's so talented and beautiful. And, you know, she's like, it just makes me want to cry. She's so good. And she's getting this love and attention for something that she's really good at. And then Harrison Ford's character kind of shits on it by saying, like, you know, Claire thinks the house is haunted. <laughs> you know she's hearing voices and I'm just like he's trying to embarrass her in front of them and I was like he's a dick like I don't know if before that scene I knew that his character was a dick I knew I was like oh he's like the husband who maybe doesn't believe her or something but that scene was like he's an asshole like he yeah. doesn't want her to like have her moment you know he has to shit on her and he used to be a professor, but now he's working on some project that everybody's worried about. And they're living in his father's house. Mm-hmm. That's where, and it's a gigantic house. It's it's enormous. And like Randy Cruz and her friend says, "Oh well, I believe you. You know, I totally yeah. believe in that stuff. You know, why not? Why wouldn't I believe that?" And then Michelle Pfeiffer is starting to, you know, getting more and more of these visions, and weirder things are happening. And she realizes there was a girl named Madison who went missing. And the police were like, yeah, we thought she was missing, but she's probably in Mexico or something. Yeah, like, she's, and, she's and, a wild child. Right. It's like, really? You know, a year later, nobody's doing anything. So Michelle Pfeiffer 
goes to the mother's house. And I forget the actress who plays the mother, but she's really good. She's yeah. like one of those character actresses in the old She's another things. one that you see and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, this could be good. And her mother's confused. She doesn't know what really happened to her daughter. She hopes she's okay, but she doesn't know. And that's where she gets the braid, mm -hmm. right? She gets Madison's braid, which is really weird. Yeah. What the 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 whole idea is like? Do you want to see Madison's room? And I assume that the mother has turned Madison's room into some sort of shrine, and mm -hmm. that's why there's like a million pictures of Madison. There's like some of her hair is like tacked up, like from a maybe like a first haircut or something. Um, or Madison is very self-involved and loves to look at beautiful pictures of herself. <laughs> She's beautiful. She's played yeah. by model. Yeah, um, she is beautiful. Amber, what's uh, her name? V Valenta? V Valente. Valente, thank you. Yeah, uh, so yeah, she's really good. So, so what we're finding out is that Michelle Pfeiffer is getting more and more of these visions and that Matt, Michelle Pfeiffer has be beautiful blue eyes mm -hmm. and Madison had green eyes. And basically when she is being possessed or haunted by Madison, her eyes turn green. Yes. And it's, so there's a scene where she seduces. Yeah. Oh, that scene. With it's, the candle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a good scene. Like Michelle, like there's just, because the green eyes, it's pretty subtle. Yeah. But like the way she's then like her body kind of changes and the way she like carries herself, you can see that like she's possessed and it's, it's really well done that scene. And she is telling Harrison Ford, I know, you know, something, mm -hmm. something's going on around here. I'm being haunted by something and it's your fault for some reason. And he's like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? The usual shit. Yeah. And that's when she finds out from Diana Scarwood, her best friend, you know what? I saw him with a blonde woman like a year ago and I didn't think anything of it. And I was going to walk over and talk to them, but it looked like they were having an argument. And then she said, and he told her, I think that it was over or something. Mm -hmm. So she didn't want to bring it up. And because of the car accident, she didn't want to bring that up. Yeah. So that's, so you get, so you're like, huh, so what's going on here? And there's a, a scene where she has a lock, a key to a lock. And then at the bottom of the lake at night yeah. in the dark, she knew exactly where to go and get so, it. I assume that that's again, like Madison is leading her. Yeah. And that's one of the things in the movie I didn't get the first time, but I did get on this viewing is Madison is visiting her is like possessing her is doing all these things to like, get justice for herself mm -hmm. that I didn't get that the first time, but I, I, that's the impression I got this time. And I also like, I feel like the women in this movie have got each other's back. Yes. And in a way that I did not notice once again, the first time and maybe the movie hasn't changed, but I've changed. So maybe I'm just more aware of that sort of thing. Like even the like tortured wife across the street, like, she, you know, she comes over after like Claire has accused her of like being murdered by her husband and all this stuff. Like she comes over and she's still nice to her and like tries to explain how she feels. And like Claire very politely is like, sure, sure. I totally know what it's like to love someone so much that you can't breathe or whatever. Like, you know, but you can see that Claire's like, uh, you're crazy. 
but you're gonna have to like figure that shit out for yourself but she's there for her like you know she tried to help her in her own in her own way or the the old lady at the party that's like how are you doing like you weren't in a good place here last year or the best friend that is trying to support her by like doing the seance with her and all that like the women are trying to help each other out and i think that includes madison Mm -hmm. is trying to help her see that like she's married to a fucked up dude and right and madison's trying to help herself too very well put so she so michelle pfeiffer confronts harrison ford about the cheating and she's like get out Mm -hmm. but then she gets out and she drives away she comes back the next day harrison ford is in the tub and we had foreshadowing with this hair dryer, yes. such a 1999 hair dryer, by the way. <laughs> it is. It doesn't blow shit. I love it. Um, it's huge. In, it's, it's huge. Gigantic, it's gigantic and like, it has like, no power. <laughs> it's like the one that um, Daphne uh, Zaniga has in Spaceballs. It's like the gigantic <laughs> hair. It's like the industrial strength hair dryer. <laughs> it's so huge. I love it. But he's he's in the tub. And then the hair dryer's next to the tub, and he's knocked out. And so he's had an accident or he did attempt suicide. She calls the police, and his friend and Wendy Crewson show up together, and they're there. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, you probably should be in the hospital for a CAT scan or something. And Michelle Pfeiffer says, I'll take care of him. Thank you so much. And Michelle Pfeiffer is, she dives into the water. She gets the locket and she brings it into the house and she opens it up. And that's when she figures out Madison's in the water or Madison's, you know, something. Mm -hmm. He killed Madison. He is responsible for Madison's death. So he then tries, he drug, did he, does he drug her first? Yes. He drugs drugs her and Michelle Pfeiffer drags her to the tub and then he's going to, she's going to drown in the tub. Mm-hmm. And he's con- and does the thing that villains in movies do. Yeah, he monologues. Do you want to hear my <laughs> yes? Do you want my backstory and my? Here you go. And yeah. Tells her everything and then in- insinuates that he's going to go after the daughter next. Yes. Her daughter. It's really gross. It's which is nasty. Yeah. And they they did foreshadow that this drug was going to come into play because she visits him at work and some of the scientists are using that drug on a mouse to explain well, like, did you hate seeing that yeah it's not my favorite yeah. uh also no. there's a dog in the movie and pretty much every time the dog showed up i was like oh my god something happens to the dog if something like, happened to cooper nothing yeah. happens to cooper he's yeah. okay you could google it if you want and go to the like does the dog die but the dog doesn't die he's fine uh the drug like um paralyzes you but you're awake which is the most horrifying thing which to is, think of one of my nightmare scenarios like there's like three of them that play out in this movie and that's one of them and i'm like oh oh that's like my nightmare like and it it's it's really well done actually like she's so good in that scene where like he drugs her and as the drug starts to kick in she's trying to get away and her body is starting to fail her it's like it's like those nightmares where you're like i'm running but you're not getting anywhere like it's like that and you know pretty soon like the legs are giving out and she's pulling herself and then the arms give out it's really really creepy and yeah and he, he puts her in the tub so he's in, she puts her in the tub and then um madison kind of he he, he does the talk with her <laughs> and then she as madison possesses her for a quick second she 
kind of bounces up and it scares him and he hits his head. Yes. Or he gets like a head injury and he's laying on the floor. And then Michelle Pfeiffer's using her toes to try to pull up the plug and to stop the water and everything. And everyone's like fearful of there's, that kind of shit. There's, there's this. So the scene where like Harrison Ford's like monologuing as the tub <laughs> is filling up, that scene is really fucked up for a lot of reasons. Cause here we go. Nightmare scenario for me. Number two is the idea that someone you love and trust the most betrays you in a mm -hmm. way that could, you know, kill you kill you, uh, you yeah. know, is really fucked up so that that scene is really fucked up it also play it's a bummer that the trailer spoiled the movie because harrison ford never plays villains and that right. would have been such a fucking huge reveal like holy shit you know harrison ford's the bad guy and he is such an asshole <laughs> He's such an asshole and yeah. like you know the hinting that, like, he might move on to the daughter next. You know, his, like, bullshit reasoning is, like, all I ever wanted was for you to love me. It's like, what? You fucked around. <laughs> exactly. You know, what the fuck are you talking about? But then as the tub's filling up and he's, like, talking to her and, like, monologuing. And the dog comes in. And it's like, hey, Cooper, you know, go get your ball and I'll throw it around for you after this. Like, it's such a fucked up thing it's like hey after i'm done murdering you i'm gonna play with our dog <laughs> he's a sociopath yes exactly and i this so i woke up at four o'clock this morning and wrote this down in a notebook because i this literally happened i woke up at 4 a.m and was like i have to write this down he's such a fucking psycho that it's easier for him to kill someone than it is for him to take responsibility for his actions yes how fucked up is that? <laughs> what a f and I was like, oh, that's like a whole category of movie, actually. I'm like, right. I should do a deep dive on this and find some other movies that there's all these movies where like men have affairs and then instead of like I want I have to pay the consequences for my shitty behavior, it's like, nah, I'm just gonna start murdering people. It's easier. <laughs> I don't wanna deal I don't wanna work on myself. I'm just gonna kill people. Like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's good. So Michelle Pfeiffer uh, gets out of the tub, and Harrison Ford's chasing chasing her around the house. She gets away. She gets in the one car, doesn't start, jumps in, gets into the other car, takes off, and he's taken off behind her. And guess what? They have a boat hitched to the car. <laughs> so she's driving them both, and Harrison Ford is being a maniac and we, we, were, we were clued about this about a bridge yeah and that you know he was making a call and the call drops at a certain point over the bridge there's a lot of like plot points foreshadowing are, yeah a lot of things telegraphed to you early on in this movie lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exactly. That's a better way to say it. So, he... But anyway, the, the car goes into the wall. And this is when Michelle Pfeiffer realizes, like, holy shit. He tells her that I had an affair. 
I tried to break it off with her. She threatened to commit suicide. She threatened to hurt you. She came to the house and she threatened to hurt you. So I had to get rid of her. And it was an accident. And let's just forget about it. Can we just forget about it? At, like, you know, okay, I killed my my, my flame, my ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. or whatever, my, my mistress, whatever you want to call it. But can we just forget that happened? Let's just, yeah, nobody, seems to, nobody misses her. They just think she's a wild child. So let's just have it. And she's like, yeah, fuck, fuck, no, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. Car goes into the water. Both of them are in there. And then the ghost comes out and mm -hmm. it's Amber's, uh, the, the girlfriend, Madison, uh, as a ghost, as a dead body. And then as a ghost, basically helps Michelle Pfeiffer get get the hell out of Dodge mm -hmm. and it traps Fer Harrison Ford underwater. Yes. He has his foot stuck. And the the shape, this is my complaint. It's like, that ghost could do a hell of a lot more. There's a lot more you could do with yeah, a ghost. Yeah, I'm like, why are you making Michelle? pretty useless. Why are you making Michelle Pfeiffer do all the work? Come on, ghost. Right. Also, nightmare scenario number three, being in a car that's filling up with water and you can't get out. <laughs> what would you do? I would slowly roll down the window, I think, yeah. and let it fill up. I actually read a like worst case scenario. Same here. Story about that because every time I drive over a bridge, I think about it. <laughs> same here. <laughs> I have the same thing. That or if I'm kidnapped, if I'm in the trunk, mm -hmm. there's supposed to be a flip so you can get out. But if you can't, knock out the lights in the back ah. of the car. And that'll draw attention. See? I, I'm always planning. Yeah, always you planning. Are. Always work. Uh, always working on something. Always. I can't rest. Sonia. Yeah. Got too many ideas. I have to wake so, up at 4 a.m. and write down <laughs> someone's a psychopath. I have things to oh. do. <laughs> or I send you things when I'm on Ambien sometimes. <laughs> like I gotta get this to Sonia now before I pass out. <laughs> those but, those are my favorite texts. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so. Amber basically as a ghost, and like I said, that could have been a better ghost, and it could have been like a you know the the, the swamp witch in that movie that I'm thinking of. Is it the box? What the ring? Oh where, yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. Climbs like she could do something like that, but maybe the the special effects weren't there. Maybe it wasn't comfortable with that. But he basically she drags him underwater with her, mm -hmm. and so Michelle Pfeiffer gets away, and so you get the idea she'll tell the cops. Yes, all will be okay. Yeah, and it's it's a fine little thriller. It's I think so great performances it's a little long and it's a little bit of a you think the movie's over and it keeps going mm -hmm. kind of thing but i don't know i i enjoyed it i i super enjoyed it. i guess i don't know good looking I, people yeah i really liked it more this time than i did the mm -hmm. first time i do think you're right it goes on a little too long i actually don't think we need the car thing at the end i feel like right. that's like super hollywood like we need some a little bit more action right at the end like I don't we didn't need that like this could have end. I think the movie could have ended in the house I think she should have if she was in the water she should have come up from the water and then started walking into the house and then really throwing some shit around yeah the ghost I mean right I, I would have pretty useless underwater <laughs> <laughs> just to hold his foot in place like I was a little disappointed there but yeah come on ghost come on ghost it's a movie I know you could do whatever the rules don't matter make your I, own rules but I still I still did like it and yeah I just think that I wish the marketing hadn't spoiled this for so many people and I yeah. think and I think Harrison Ford is really good in this I think Harrison, everybody's good yeah Harrison Ford rare like like I said he I don't know if he's he's rarely played a villain I don't think that's like his thing he doesn't like to play villains and 
he also very rarely to me anyway plays someone who's like a normal person quote unquote yeah no like he's always like i'm indiana jones i'm han solo i'm the president get off my plane you know <laughs> i'm jack ryan like the fact that like he doesn't every once in a while we would get this kind of harrison ford not villain harrison ford but like regular guy harrison ford like maybe like regarding henry or this or maybe even working girl like just yeah he he's not like a superhero i guess is what i'm getting at so i really he should do more stuff like this i like it yeah it's great you know regarding henry i like that movie it's so stupid and sappy and i love it i haven't seen it since the theater but yeah i remember liking it at the time and that's with annette benning right yep yeah yeah i think it's on our list i I hope so i hope so (laughs) it better be (laughs) uh but yeah it's it's like you know it's what we've had uh, we've had somebody leave us a review and an apple podcast Mm -hmm. which you guys are are welcome to do if you like to and she says i listen to you guys when i'm folding laundry like you know yeah it's like this is a movie you could fold some laundry and put it on and you'll be fine start just cleaning up doing vacuuming dusting whatever you can have it on in the background and you'll be fine yeah every, and everybody's so good in it i just mm-hmm. i think i really am gonna go down like a michelle pfeiffer rabbit hole because i know there's a lot of her movies i haven't seen i Every, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I super love her in Grease too. I think she's the shit in Grease too. She is. <laughs> Have you ever seen Married to the Mob? Yes. She's great in that. Oh my god, we need to. I'm gonna put Married that to, needs the to be on the Mob list. Married. I'm writing it down right now to put it on the list because Married to the Mob is awesome. It's amazing. And she's so great. She's. Yes. I want a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> she's got such a solid accent. <laughs> such an accent in that she's doing a thing in that movie i love it she's just she's someone who's always she's always good like fabulous baker boys she's always mm-hmm. good you know Catwoman. she's good she's awesome she is i love her yeah same here is there anything else you want to say about what lies beneath uh i wish it, the ghost parts were better i think justice for ghost amber <laughs> um <laughs> But no, it's 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 a fine film. It's it's on Prime. If you're just looking for something to pass the time, yeah, it's perfect for that. It's, it's a perfect you know movie from 2000. That's it'll just take your mind off of things. It's before the world went to shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it, and it's a beautiful home. Yeah, it's in a beautiful home. It's in Lake Champlain, which is gorgeous. You know, I, it's it's a tight little thriller. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Somebody. The reason this popped up on our radar was somebody tweeted about it and they said, like, it's a really good example of gaslighting. And I was like, ooh. And then I read another article where they said this is basically like if Nancy Myers directed a movie about gaslighting. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, it's like house porn, kitchen porn. All of that stuff is in this movie, too. I like it. Crisp white shirts. Mm -hmm. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear some of the other movies that came out in 2000? Yeah. I didn't do top 10 because we've actually done some other 2000 movies before. So here's some movies I just picked at random. Uh, Boiler Room. We, which, we have that on our list. <laughs> that is an Adam Risky recommendation. He, he really wants us to talk about Boiler Room. Uh, Wonder Boys. Great movie. I love Wonder Boys. I really enjoyed that one. High Fidelity. Yes, but 
Tom Cusack's character is irritating. <laughs> yeah. And well, I think he's supposed to be. He's supposed Jack Black is the reason <gasps> to see that movie. He stole that movie. He's so he stole it. Yeah. He's so good in that. The Virgin Suicides. It's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. A, for book versus movie, we get that request of Margo, who's always like, why do I want to do this story? <laughs> like, like, I understand like seeing the movies, but really, why would I want to talk about like invest my mind and brain into this for hours? Yeah. No, thank you. It's a beautiful looking movie too. It's Oh, Sofia Coppola. Yeah. They always look great. Yeah, yeah. She's a great, she should be making more movies. She really should. I think she has a new movie coming out this year and I think it's going to just play on Apple TV or whatever. So I'll watch it. I will watch that. Also 2000 coyote ugly. <laughs> yep. That was a movie <laughs> based on a magazine article. So this is a time where a lot of movies were based on a magazine article. Mm -hmm. It's that movie's a, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, bring it on came out in 2000. Love bring it on. I love bring it on. So I, good. It's better. It is better than you think for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, almost famous. It's having your 20th anniversary this year. Yeah. Yes. We might be, we should put that one on the list too. I'm sure we yeah. have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Have you ever seen the movie Duets? Is that with Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. No. Okay. I put it on the list because my sister super loves this movie. It's like oh, the, okay. it's the karaoke movie. And it's also got Huey Lewis. I really like Huey Lewis. I've got a soft spot for Huey Lewis, but there is Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow sing a version a version of Smokey Robinson's Cruising in the movie. <laughs> that was enough to make me not watch it. <laughs> I actually really like that version. It's not better. Oh! It's not better than Smokey Robinson's. I mean, of course it isn't. But I actually quite like their version too. And Paul Giamatti's really good in it too. It's a very strange movie. I can't really recommend it. But it's interesting. It's an interesting failure. Let me say okay. that. Uh, Best in Show came out in 2000. Oh. oh, my God. I love Best in Show so much. <laughs> we love soup. <laughs> we love talking about soup. Soup. We're talking about nothing. <laughs> Not talking at all. That should be on the list. Yeah, I love Best in Show. And then Remember the Titans. I love Remember the Titans. I know I've you seen do. It like a hundred times. I have I only seen it. Stupid love it. I have only seen it in the theater. Should we put Remember the Titans on the list? I would love to talk about okay. Remember the Titans. But okay. It's on the list. Well, all, you guys out there, if you're listening, if you want, to, want us to cover us, let us know. Yep. All right. I'm writing it down. It's on the list. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. So are you? do you want to hear what the top 10 albums for 2000 was? Yes. Because we've talked about 2000 a few times, so this is the top 10, I guess, album, CDs, whatever. Number 10 from what they're now called the Chicks, but the Dixie Chicks, mm -hmm. Fly. I love the Chicks. Me too. Uh, Backstreet Boys, Millennium. <laughs> you couldn't Great get album. A, you couldn't get away from that album. No, you could not. Mm -mm. This is uh, Christina Aguilera, her first self-titled album. <gasps> With Jeannie in a Bottle. Jeannie in a Bottle. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's so good. Celine Dion, A Decade of Song. Oh, yeah. These are uh, insanely popular. Yeah, I mean, they're top 10 albums, duh. Okay. Uh, Creed, <laughs> Human Clay. Ugh. Ugh. 
Creed was like uh, like Nickelback before Nickelback, you guys, in case you don't exactly. remember. Uh, Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Okay, that was also like everywhere. You, this was like the resurgence of like um, like teen pop, mm-hmm. I guess, like got in, in the, like 99, 2000 teen pop everywhere. Eminem, the Marshall Mathers album. Mm-hmm. This one you couldn't get away from. It's Santana, Supernatural. <laughs> that album. It's Ridiculously so... popular. <laughs> that's that's uh, the one with Rob Thomas. Smooth. The smooth. You, everywhere. It everywhere. On every station, on every channel, at every store, every yes. restaurant, every bar, everywhere you walked, just, you could hear that song. I was just oh thinking God. about going shopping, and every store I walked into was playing smooth. Every single Every. store in the mall was playing smooth. <laughs> it was ridiculously. And then the last one, the number one album for 2000, No Strings Attached by InSync. Oh, yes. Very. And we talked yeah. about Lou Pearlman on mm-hmm. What a Creep. He was the manager for them and the Backstreet Boys. And this is their first album away from him when they broke up with him. And they sold like crazy. So I was yeah. really happy for them because yeah. he was a scumbag. And there's some fucking catchy ass songs on that album. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. They're good. I like I like Insect. I do too. What else are you dorking out about, Margot? Well, so I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I kinda have a fascination with Scientology. And I watched Leah Remini's uh, Scientology shows uh-huh. on A and E. And there's Going Clear, which is that as a documentary totally holds up if you're interested. Yeah. It's on HBO. And so Leah Remini and Mike Richter, um, they are teaming up to, and it's a podcast, and it's called Scientology Fair Game. Mm. And Fair Game in Scientology is this edict that anybody that's against Scientology, especially press people or former members, you can do whatever you need to do to protect Scientology. So you can call the cops on people and give false police reports you can stalk people. You can call their their office, their their boss, and tell them that they're child molesters. Oh my gosh! The things that people do under the guise of fair game is unbelievable. And they're going to talk about this season the fact that Danny Masterson, who was on that '70s show, he's been accused of raping mm-hmm. three women, and the women went to the LAPD several times to file a report and that thing was done. They just finally arrested him. So they're going to talk about what it took to get there. And I just, it's, it's as a cult, it's just such a fucking lunatic cult. I'm sorry if you're a Scientology. No, it is. No, I agree with you. It's, and it's just how much power it has over people and the, who knows what's going on and who doesn't know what's going on there. And I just find it, really really interesting so it's called scientology fair game if you're interested good recommendation i will thank you put it on my list i am also very fascinated by scientology i've watched those documentaries too it's crazy it's it's crazy what they get away with it's and also like l ron hubbard he's almost likable when you when you see interviews with him and stuff he's like he's he could see why people would find him charming 
or interesting and a good raconteur. And then he has this douchebag take over for, and this is another thing what a creep. Everybody always wants us to cover it, but they, like I said, fair game. They would go after us. So we don't have mm -mm. the protection for that. So nope. sorry, nope. everybody. David Miscavige. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. He's yeah. a fucking creep. Oof, the worst. Uh. So what I'm dorking out about is actually something I'm going to be putting out for people that are interested. It, so my office, my company does a radio hour every, every day from noon to one and different people in the company play music that they like. And I have done it a few times now because I have a fancy microphone. So they asked me to do it <laughs> and I share, you know, and I play different, I made different playlists, but what I've done is I've made, playlists that are all built around movies so I've done like a playlist that's all songs that are like movie montage songs or a playlist that is all um the title so it'd be like Grease Car Wash you know uh things like that and I have them on Apple or Apple Music and I've published them and I'm going to link them up on the Dorking Out blog and I'm going to be moving all of those playlists to Spotify as well. Sweet! I was just going to say, I need this on Spotify. Yeah, so it, it, it won't be like the recordings of me playing it mm -hmm. because those are like work property or whatever but the playlists I can share and I think they're really fun. There's like I said, movie titles, there's the movie montages. There's some that are just like, Hey, it's just songs from movies. Like, and then in a couple weeks, I'm going to be doing one that's all love songs from movies. And I will put that out there too. So I'm going to be making them public and I really, really enjoy putting them together. And I like re-listening to them uh, when I'm done they're, I think they're fun. Oh, that's awesome. So playlists, Movie playlists. That's what I'm dorking out about. And I'm looking I forward to wait. moving them to Spotify. It's actually kind of therapeutic to just sit there and like look up songs and play them and put them in a playlist. I love it. So that's, yeah, that's the thing I miss for, from what I, when I was teaching fitness, that's, I, I put a new playlist like every other week. Yeah. And I keep a, like a route, I kept like a, 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 there's a stat, there's a paper on my desk where I hear a song and I think about it. I just write it down. And then putting those together into a playlist, it's so much fun. So mm -hmm. I can't wait to get back to do that. Yeah. And if you ever want to share them, let, yeah. me know. let me know. I am always looking for something to listen to while I'm on that treadmill. When well, I'm not I'm when on, I'm not watching Real Housewives. I'm on I'm on Spotify. <laughs> okay. So look for me. Mar yeah. I think it's under my name, Margot Donahue. All right. I'm doing back, it. Yeah, you guys check out my playlist. Awesome. And Margot, speaking of Spotify, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on social media at Brooklyn Fitchick, and my blog is brooklynfitchick.com. And if you like the sound of our voices, we also co-host a podcast called What a Creep, and we're having so much fun over there talking about creeps. So good. And every episode ends with someone who's not a creep. So right now our episode is about we're kicking off our sixth season. Six! Six! And we did... Uh, an episode that's all about like sports creeps and then we end it with a couple of people who are not creeps so you don't think the whole world is a dumpster fire and you can find me at the com and the Sonia show on Twitter and Instagram and dorking out you're listening right now and if you're listening on Apple podcasts you want to give us a review that would be swell 
I would greatly appreciate it. And I'll give you a shout out on the air. And we're also at dorkingoutshow.com and dorkingoutshow on Twitter and sometimes Facebook. <laughs> and we also have stickers. Yes. So Yeah. So email us. I always forget. I need to put the email in the notes so I remember. We have an email. Dorkingoutshow at gmail.com. Yeah, just give us your address and we'll drop them in the mail for you. Yeah, they're so cute. She, there's so some, cute. they're like die cut luminescent stickers. We have some that are just white with the logo on it. They're really, really cute. And if you want more stuff like that and you're interested in any kind of merch, we're, I, we have a What a Creep merch store at Threadless. So if you just type in like What a Creep podcast, you'll find some stuff there too. It's awesome. Thanks for talking about what lies beneath with me. Thank you so much. It was super fun. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Are mm-hmm. we going to say what we're going to cover next? Yeah. Should we? Yeah. Let's spoil yeah. it. We're going to talk about Clueless. Whee! Yay! <laughs> it, just, it, it is celebrating. It's, what is it? 25th. Oh, my God. Shit. That's the that's... summer I moved to New York. Shit. That makes me feel old. That's way harsh, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> But it's going to be really, really fun. I'm looking forward to rewatching that one because it's like a perfect movie. Spoilers <laughs> for our Clueless podcast. It's like a perfect movie. It but, is. But until then, everyone, be safe. Wash your hands. Social distance. Wear a mask. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, friends.